We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Here's the thing. A lot of a, a lot of players will say, I love shutting up opposing fans and just proverbially telling them F you. Right. He just he just skips the proverbial part. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Like I don't care. Like <laughs> Right. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, the now FSWA nominated and winner of an award from the FSWA. It's Andrew Laird, Soccer Writer of the Year, guys. You're you're officially listening to the best and and the worst at the same time. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm uh, the best, but but you would say I'm the but worst. But I happen to win an award that a very few people probably <laughs> nominated were nominated for. So, well, I think I think four people were nominated, and I'm just going to assume that I was fifth on the list. It's okay. <laughs> Um, it's a writing award, so don't write, right. It's a writing award. So that helps. Um, yeah, yeah, I was, um, I was bummed that the podcast wasn't a finalist again this year. I think there were some sort of shenanigans. They didn't want to overdo it on the soccer this year is my theory. So, uh, or, I mean, I can't imagine we need to pick up our game. So no, no, if anything, we need to slow down just a little bit. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. We we flooded the market. We flooded the market. They just, it just wasn't fair to keep comparing us to the others. So they just had to say, there's the Rotowire soccer podcast. And here are the guys that we're going to have to acknowledge that are also doing good work. I get it. Yeah. Uh, overall, it was a pretty good night for Rotowire in general. So uh, <laughs> if you like any sport at all, head over to rotowire.com. I'm sure there are, <laughs> I'm sure there is a trial thing going on somewhere. So uh, you should definitely check it out. Uh, lots of good things on many sports, not just right, this one. Really... However, we are the best at this. Yeah, we one don't need to writing. care about the other. They, FSWA confirmed it. <laughs> need is such a strong word. All right. Uh, we have, <laughs> we have so much to get to. We have Chelsea in the pit of despair, dilly dilly. Uh, we have uh, Spurs and Arsenal taking uh, going into a, a big matchup this weekend, and uh, just just so much to get through, and also a really crappy Saturday slate outside of that. Uh, but we, we we touch on all of that and more starting right now because we are actually I thought we were going to do a read of something, but that didn't happen. Anyway, <laughs> we have uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, we, we have do have we North- do have a sponsor in the middle of this podcast. But we actually don't have to do the work on that one. It's pretty nice. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Technology does some great <laughs> things these days. Oh, man. 
<laughs> that's why we get the writing award, not the reading that's award, right, correct? That's right. We leave, okay. we leave the, re- right. the reading to other people. That's right. Uh, we have Spurs uh, taking on Arsenal at Wembley here. Uh, this is going to be a big game for more reasons than a few. Uh, this game is the only good game of Saturday, and most people won't be able to play it in a daily format. But for for, for season long, for FPL, for Taga, uh, I mean, I have a funny feeling I know what you're going to say in terms of, you know, you think that you're probably going to avoid everybody in this game. Uh, but there's just so much intrigue in this one. You know, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's second game really is against is against Spurs. Uh, Mkhitaryan uh, had three assists the last game, I believe. And there's a lot, lot to be excited about for Arsenal going up against the Spurs side who, uh, you know, they're, you know they're, they're one weekend away from overtaking Chelsea for the fourth spot for the, for the Champions League. Yeah, I think I had a weird time trying to rank everybody from this game because I don't think it's one of these like, uh, you know, I don't want to call this a top of the table, but you know, when, when we talk about top six teams playing each other and it gets a little tough because, you know, whenever Jose Mourinho is involved, then you end up having a pretty low scoring one. And not that I expect this game to be high scoring, but I do think there are goals in it. And so like, I don't think I ranked any of the defenders for FPL, just, you know, for clean sheet purposes, and frankly, I didn't. The way that Spurs have been using their fullbacks uh, recently, I was fine leaving them out as well. Uh, but like, I'm all I'm in on Harry Kane. Like, I think if <laughs> if Spurs score, it's certainly going to be Harry Kane, and yeah. he especially could, against Arsenal, right? He could have a few of them. Uh, I don't think anybody is going to kind of argue against that. That uh, he's the most likely one to score in this game, and if, if there are goals in it, so it's just a matter of whether. Aubameyang can keep up. Oh, I, I think the real question is, can anyone stop Nacho Monreal? <laughs> well, an illness held him out uh, last week. Or no, I'm sorry. He he left at, at halftime because of this illness. Apparently he's fit again. So you're right. Monreal versus Harry Kane and uh, on each side of the attacking yeah. third. So uh, and happens. in the midfield, you know, <laughs> I mean, first of all, and we, can, we can get into a whole conversation of how do you rank the Spurs midfielders just in general. Uh, but also when you throw Mkhitaryan now into the mix and potentially Mesut Ozil, um, you know, how, how does this midfield battle shake out? Or, or do you just pass on all of them? No, I wouldn't pass. I mean, again, I think if there are goals in this one, which I think there are, then you know there's fantasy value to be had. I think Arsenal is always a little difficult because right when you think you're starting to figure it out, Ramsey has his big game and he had the hat trick last weekend. So you're like, oh yeah, Ramsey can do can do things and you know in a big game like this uh you know you kind of it's not wouldn't be surprising if he scored again but uh yeah the midfield I still think based on how I think the game will go uh I think you could make the argument that Sun is probably the top midfielder uh I Deli Alley is just so far behind for me at this point uh and Christian Eriksen is probably the closest to Sun but then, yeah, I, I definitely have Mkhitaryan ahead of Ozil, and I probably have Ramsey ahead of Ozil as well. Well, yeah, yeah about to say, Ozil may not play. He may not start. Right, right. I mean, I think, right, they still got to figure out what they're going to do. I mean, we obviously uh, saw Aubameyang start last week, which meant Alexander Lacazette did not. Uh, I can't imagine that Arsenal go with an all-out attacking um, lineup with both of them. Uh, and Mkhitaryan and Ozil. So, you know, we're, we're kind of, you know, it's the first game of the slate. So we'll know, other than FPL, we'll know for everything. But I don't know. It's a, I, I just, I don't think that Arsenal, while they have pieces to like keep up, I still think the better fantasy options are with Tottenham for this game. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting. Um, what's interesting to me is Arsenal in the last five games, particularly, first of all, Spurs would be second in the form table. Uh, but I don't. I don't really consider form going into derby games Agreed. like this. For some reason, they get kind of crazy, and I, I can't explain it with facts. It's just, um, it just seems to always happen that way. Well, but, we see it like when Everton and Liverpool play, like when Everton play, Liverpool, or when Chelsea it's play really West Ham. Tough. Yeah, I mean, it's like things, <clears throat> like you said, they, things in derbies happen that you know teams step up, and it's just, you know just weird things happen. So for me, uh, I, I look at Spurs, you know, for, with 11 goals scored and only three given up in their past five. That's tremendous, right? 
Uh, I don't think anyone has a better ratio than that. Actually, no one does. So I mean, they have a better goal ratio than anybody else. Um, when when you look at Arsenal, though, <laughs> no one has scored more goals than they have in the past five games with 13 goals, which is an astounding number just in general. Uh, City are the only ones who... Uh, City also have 13, so that puts the... You know, just to give you the kind of... Uh, score, uh, Just the scoring downpour that's been going on recently from Arsenal. And then... The only problem is Arsenal have also given up nine goals in order to score those 13. Uh, so there's only two, three, three teams that have given up more goals in the last five games. And they are Brighton, which is surprising. Everton, which is also surprising considering who their coaches are. And Huddersfield. So not the company you want to keep. Yeah, it's the Arsenal kind of <clears throat> game log is a little weird. And we have the, I'm looking at it now on Rotowire. We have like team pages that show a bunch of stats from every game for each team and when you look at it like arsenal scoring a ton but like four against crystal palace and five against everton it's like the five against everton is pretty surprising but like it's not like they're crushing good competition the problem is they're giving up bad goals goals to bad teams like they gave up three to swansea two at burnmouth um the two against chelsea i think is understandable but um, what I found a little more interesting was in their last four games, so they have 11 goals in their last four games, every single goal was assisted. Does that happen a lot? Seems rare. It's a lot of goals to be completely assisted. And now, are we? Uh, he, the question obviously becomes, are they fantasy assists? Nope, nope. We, don't, we deal with real facts and real stats on our site, Mike. No fantasy assists. These are real assists. So there's probably twice as many total assists if you count the fantasy assists. That was a joke. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I mean, the impressive thing about Tottenham is that they scored two against United and two against Liverpool. I mean, at Anfield, that's still pretty good. So, you know, they're they're scoring goals against good competition, whereas Arsenal are just kind of beating up on the guys that they traditionally beat up on. Like, that's how Arsenal stays in the top six, because while they drop random games here or there, they usually take care of business against the teams they should beat. And again, it's a derby. I think there'll be goals and I would play everyone I had and I would probably be hesitant about the defenders in in a clean sheet heavy format. Yeah, it's um yeah, it, I would I would definitely be afraid to try to put defenders in if you're going for FPL because like you said, um and the only the only one who I would really yeah, Nacho Monreal is probably the only one you can, at least as of this moment, you can kind of depend on for any kind of offensive output. Because I mean, Kieran Trippier loves to get fan uh, like fantasy assists or own goal assists, but he doesn't. He hasn't actually been getting a lot of assists recently, and um, you don't even know if it's going to be a his game or an REA game. And then also, Danny Rose seems to be healthy on the other side. So I mean, Ben Davis, who's been the preferred option on the Spurs side for most people, not me, but most people. Um, I, I mean, I don't think that they would put Danny Rose in this spot, but let's just say, I mean, let's just say it's Ben Davis. When was the last time you've really heard of a big Ben Davis game? It really hasn't been recent. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good observation. Um, it's to the point where <clears throat> it's, they're just not using their fullbacks like they were previously. And like the, the Ben Davis big games are when he, you know, is on set pieces, which he doesn't seem to be doing nearly as much now and the same is kind of true with Trippier so I think Christian Eriksen's kind of taking a little more of those and I doubt we see Lucas Mora in this game at least to start but he adds kind of another dimension to that team I'm not sure where he plays though like regularly or a bunch of we regularly nowhere uh, right left bench yeah th- there was a big conversation about like all the waivers and the fab and in the EFSA waivers and Taga and like who should I get with my this guy? Well, who should I get? You know, and it's the excitement over Lucas Mora was always very strange to me because there just seemed to be no clear cut path to playing time unless somebody like Sun or <clears throat> Erickson or Deli Alley get hurt. And I'm not even sure he would play if Erickson got hurt. Yeah. And for I also think this also could be a move that is a, pre- a precursor to what happens this offseason, too. Because you may see someone. I mean, you I may see like the. Gone, but well, <laughs> yeah. only because he's just not playing enough. You know, like yeah. I, yeah well, I was referring to one, I was referring to one of either Christian Eriksen or Deli Alley. Um, 
one of, of those two. I, I think Deli Alley has been long rumored to be looking else. I mean, long long rumored like the last year or two when he's been relevant, right? Uh, you know, he's he, barely been relevant time. this year. He had a, like they should have sold him last year because I'm not sure they're getting the same this year. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I'm I'm just saying that it gives them the flexibility if they need to move on from one of if if someone comes in for an offer for one of those two, they'd be okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, it may not just be for the next six months or so. Or for sure. For sure. Less. Uh, that that just one thing to keep in mind. I mean, I, I in our EFSA league, someone paid all almost someone paid like a hundred and some a hundred and something for Lucas Mora. Yeah, that seemed uh, they se- it seemed like one of these like I should probably bid on him, but I'm not going to get him anyway. And then they're like, oh crap, I got him. <laughs> yeah. Speaking and, of of that, I made a comment a few podcasts ago before the window had closed that basically I I would save any waiver I had in Taga for Aubameyang. And after all the transfers occurred, uh, specifically of guys you would need to use a waiver on, did that change at all? Like, was there anybody that came in that you thought, I actually should get this guy over Obama Yang? No. No, you were right. You were dead on. Uh, you know, I, mean, I think some people are going to be like, oh, man, I could have you know, maybe Jao Mario, but you know, only right. because of how well he's played. But right. no, your point remains the same, uh, especially because Jao Mario is a midfielder and there's tons of good midfielders. And you can, you know, there's not that many good forwards, especially not for a top team that's going to be in the goals more often than not. Yeah, I think you can make the argument that Jao Mario is the second best guy to come in. So far, yeah. definitely. Uh, actually, mm, I, yes, I would put him second. And I think... Because Mkhitaryan's already been in the league. Yeah, so yep. I think you could, you would have somebody like John Wallen making a very strong case for Gerard de la Feu. We'll get to him. Yeah. Um, I have my I have my thoughts there, but we'll we'll, we'll get to him in a little bit. Uh, but we have uh, we have uh, other actually you no know, we can get to him right now. Actually, we kind of covered Spurs Arsenal. Uh, we have Jao Mario's West Ham taking on Gerard De Lufe, who's Watford, uh, starting the ten o'clock window of the Saturday slate. Um, so obviously the rise of the two new boys from outside of the league. Uh, so uh, we have you know so Jao Mario in this game. Actually, who would you prefer? That's let's just start there. I would. I would take Jao Mario first, uh, but I think De La Feu is the second best option in this game. Yeah, I mean, I think he's considered a forward in most places, so that may tip the scales too, because uh, he's you know position scarcity, and he will he will have most likely a higher floor because he does things that don't require goals, because he does like do take ons and stuff like that. So uh, from the forward position, you might get a higher floor out of him with the potential of what we saw against Chelsea, which was absurd and also a dive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. According to Mauricio Pochettino, that's okay. Yeah, of that's course. part of the game, Mike. Yes, I know. He's Argentinian. <laughs> it's definitely part of the game. That he, Argentinians also believe that you can just put a handball into the net, and that's okay, too. <laughs> I'm not sure I wanted to walk down this road. Um, Michael Antonio might be back. He was on the bench last yeah, week. Yeah, he actually played. Yeah. He actually got minutes last week. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's an interesting dimension. Where he plays is another is another interesting I mean, do they still put Chicharito up top, or are they going to do Mikel Antonio up there again, uh, like they did before? Yeah, um, I think one of the weird—not weird, but one of the things we have to kind of hedge on Jao Mario a little bit is he basically took on a role that had already been filled, uh, and in, meaning he's taken on a lot of the responsibility that Manuel Lanzini had, and Lanzini's like back in a few weeks, and so. It's not, you know, we're kind of in this, we're not sure how it's going to play out. I assume they play both of them because they're both very good players. But I'm not sure Jao Mario will get quite as many opportunities as he's getting right now uh, when Lanzini and maybe Arnautovic to a lesser extent when they come back. But it kind of, it's a, it's an interesting no, I can, team. I, I mean, I can definitely see a scenario where all of them play. Yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, put, you totally can put Antonio out wide and you can put Mario next to Lanzini and... I mean, like, and have Koyate be the the holding of the yeah. three midfield of the midfield three, um, and then you can and and Arnautovic can be the the striker. I mean, you could de- I, mean, I can definitely picture those four being on the field at the same time. Now, it means someone like Mark Noble may not play. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly, <laughs> those are precisely my thoughts. Right? Uh, uh, but, would you rather <clears throat> Michael Antonio? But he's there. But he, but, but but Mark Noble's their captain, so I don't think he's not going to play. So I mean, I agree. Th- I there agree. there could be there could be five in the midfield, and 
anyway, just th- th- there are options. I don't think that I don't think one of them has to sit. Is the way, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I totally agree. And this team is much better than they look. Uh, well, they're they, great on been, paper, but no one's been able to put it all together. Yeah, they've been decimated by injuries all at basically the worst times, and so you know if they can be fit, get fit, like they could be a very good team. I'm not, you know, they're not. Uh, fighting for Champions League spots here, but it's a it's kind of an exciting team with like some good players that um, I'm sure will be become very boring because I mean, of David I, I, mean Moyes. I think I think they're right where they're going to finish, like right in that ten to twelve range. They're not going to. I don't think they'll crack the top half, but I don't think that they're going to be like. I, I, right now, I think they're uh, what are they? They're three points above three three points above relegation right now. I mean, Gosh, I think it? that I, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Between 12th and 19th is three points. That's nuts. Is that possibly true? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm reading yeah. the internet correctly here. I believe so. Um, yes. Yeah, it's uh, and as soon as they get better defensively, because I believe it's the third most goals allowed, second most this season, like the goal differential should catch up because I think now that Moyes is there, they're figuring it out a little more defensively and they should be able to score more once everybody gets fit. So yeah, I like this team, but would you rather in this game, Antonio or Richarlison? Richarlison only because of health. I don't know uh, if I knew that Antonio was going to play 90 minutes, then I'd probably say Antonio, so you'd but take a fully fit Antonio versus Richarlison. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, out of the, see, I'm I'm doing I'm doing something that's unfair. I'm taking the best possible Mikel Antonio right. and comparing him to the current, not at his best, Richarlison. What are your thoughts on Troy Dini avoiding a suspension? Uh, whatever. <laughs> I was talking I about it with uh, Chris Owen, and we realized that the single bird is a suspension, but the double bird gets you out of it. Uh, it to me, to me, it doesn't matter. Like, it's, like. Troy Dini has done way worse in his life, and he'll do way worse later. Like, it, it doesn't matter. From what um, I can tell, he doesn't seem like a very nice person. Well, he's he, he's he got my, rough that's edges. That's my take on... He's got rough edges, for sure. Okay. Um, I, I don't want to convict him for his lifetime for something that he did when he was younger, growing up in a very... Uh, he, he, I think, I, from what I've read, he's had a tough upbringing, so... Okay. It's. I, I don't want to convict the man for his life for for those actions. However, um, I mean, giving giving middle fingers to opposing fans. Don't care. <laughs> I actually could not, would could picture not you as less. somebody who would encourage that sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I think it's good fun. I mean, it's not like I, I'm not offended by someone's middle finger being extended into the air while all the other digits are laying dormant. It doesn't <laughs> matter to me. I kind of um, not. I mean, it, it's a people take it a lot more seriously, but I kind of put it in the same um, realm as like the finger to the mouth to quiet people down, like shushing people. Like I think that's kind of in the same like it, it, the it, same bag of tricks. It, here's the thing: a lot of a, a lot of players will say, "I love shutting up opposing fans and just proverbially telling them f you." Right. He just he just skips the he proverbial part. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Like I don't care. Like <laughs> right. Like I think that I think that makes it more fun. I mean, the next time he plays Chelsea, I think he'll get I think he'll actually get Chelsea fans to actually be loud at a game, which is very rare. Do you think he's upset at Chelsea for not um trying to bring him in when they were looking to bring in anybody they possibly could to play center forward? And that's why he was actually f- flipping birds. Still couldn't care less. <laughs> Who wins this game? Uh, I think it's a draw. I, I would I would tip the two two draw something like that. Yeah, I was, um, goal the, goal goals due to bad defense and a draw. Yeah, you were talking about how this uh, the the matches on Saturday are pretty awful. I think this might be the highest scoring one. Yeah, I I, I think this is the. I'm not sure if this is going to be the one that's on NBCSN, but uh, it's it's between this one and Everton and Palace. I mean that the. Which is also not a great game. We'll talk about it next, but I mean, there's not. I mean, for for a lot for two teams that both start with W's, I think this will be a draw. Okay, I like I like that little uh, play there. That was yeah. pretty creative. It's not terrible. Uh, so 
I, I mean, clearly, I'm, it's not writer of the year stuff, but it's it's it's. It, it, I mean, <laughs> I'm aspiring. What can I say? Uh, no, I do think that there are goals on each side. Uh, I do think Gerard Delafay who continues to get peripheral stats for forwards, and that he he'll do some take ons, he'll draw some fouls. Clearly, he's good at that, um, and not bitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Watford outplayed Chelsea for about 88 minutes of that yeah, there's, the game. They, they, they <clears throat> the only time they didn't outplay them was the one minute that Chelsea scored. It was the it was the one minute where Eden Hazard did Eden Hazard kind of things. And that, it, like I, uh, we'll get to Chelsea. We'll get to Chelsea last. But yeah. I have well, I have a thing. Um, but for 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 Watford and West Ham, you know, this is more to me. What is West Ham going to actually attack Watford? You know, I don't think Watford's they, good enough defensively to not. That's my just point. Be naturally attacked. No, but yeah, fine. But I mean, are they going to actually commit to pressing, attacking, and forcing mistakes out of Watford? Because there are a ton that will. There are a ton of liabilities on that team that will make mistakes. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, Chelsea for some reason didn't. <laughs> in fact, Chelsea were the ones making the mistakes, and right. Uh, right. And, Again, I'll get to them in a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, and I think we've exhausted this game here. I think there are goals on each side. Uh, I would not take a defender, even though Patrice Evra is now blowing bubbles for some strange reason. Unbelievable. Uh, I think that's the one position where they actually didn't need reinforcements. But that <clears throat> I, I thought the exact same thing. Like they're they're they have very good fullbacks or good enough that are better than Patrice Evra. Um, a forty whatever you uh, like a a thirty whatever year old Patrice Evra. Right. Um, which apparently, did you hear the story about how his, it was described as a falling out, but it was really just like a defiance of, of Moyes when they were both at United. Apparently they were somewhere at Team Hotel or whatever it was, and there was like a spread of food out. And Moyes told them not to eat because either they were going to training, whatever it was, Moyes basically told the team not to eat. And Patrice Evera decided he wanted to eat. And so he went over and grabbed some sort of bacon pie or some bacon roll. It was a bacon something that sounded delicious, and he literally walked over to Moyes and ate it directly in his face. And that's I mean, who gave it. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it, you should do it. Right. He did it, and now he is back <laughs> reunited with David Moyes at West Ham after kicking a Marseille supporter in the face a few months ago. <laughs> Somehow he was banned seven months, three months ago, and he's already eligible to play. I I miss the FIFA. Whoever got the bag of money to be like, oh, never mind. Let's just do three months. And let's say what what governing body suspended him? <laughs> it had to have been FIFA. <laughs> uh, I believe it was FIFA, but well, I was about to say FIFA has no jurisdiction there. It would have to be UEFA, or it would have to be maybe it was UEFA. The, excuse me, not yeah. FIFA. Yeah, yeah, it has to be yeah, I'm UEFA. Sure, there was a bag of money the French, or, yeah, or the French Football Federation, right. one of the two. Right. So Either if way, he's playing in England, the French Football Federation. The French Football actually is yeah. The I French think it is fo- the FFA. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, he's now at West Ham, and I, I, no, I think we're going to be think angry it's the tri- every time he starts because yeah. it means somebody like Sam Byram isn't. Yeah, I think it's the Triple F, actually. I think it's the French Football Federation. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's the grade he got at Marseille. Oh, uh, oh writing. Um, anyway, uh, no need to actually talk about that anymore. Uh, we Sorry, have yeah. we have to go move on here. We have uh, we have Everton, another former David Moyes joint, uh, at home taking on Crystal Palace. Uh, this game here, uh, Wilfred Zaha out for, he has a ligament damage, so he's out for, I think, six, eight weeks, something like that. They once feared it was going to be the entire season, but thankfully it's only most of it. Right, yeah. It's a, um, <laughs> it's a bummer when you're like, oh, thank goodness it's only six to eight weeks. It's like, yeah. Uh, that's, well, I mean, ah, man. It's, I mean, it does mean that Bakari Sako has a place in the lineup again. <laughs> no, no, Bakari Sako. No, nope, he's out. He, I was going to say, I, 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 you, I wanted to get to the joke, but he was out for the year as well. He's yeah. definitely out for the year. Yeah, but no. It, but I mean, Mamadou Sako's back. Not that he would play in Zaha's spot, but just in time for my EFSA team to finally get healthy. There we go. Uh, yeah, I think um, Palace. Like it's absurd how many injuries Palace have had, but. <clears throat> Uh, we might see Alexander Sorloff, if that's how you pronounce his name. It's got one of those crossed out O's. Um, I wonder if they'll play him up front with Benteke. He's not really a winger. He's more of a Benteke. And having two of those guys. The twin. Oh, my God. The twin towers. Someone playing Twin Towers against Big Sam. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Well, I mean, MacArthur will probably keep his spot. And then you have Townsend on one side, 
Kabai and Milivojevic. Uh, yeah. Mil- <laughs> what did I say? Milivojevic. 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 Yes. Milivojevic. Yes. yes. It took me about. The worst six part months, is, is that I'm looking at it. Like I can say it without. Like I, I was basically reading it, and I was like, and that forces me to then say it differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's anyway. a bummer. It's a bummer they lose Zaha's ability on the ball. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I do think that. By the way, are there two more? Are there two more retready managers in a matchup than Roy Hodgson versus <laughs> Big Sam? Um, uh, <laughs> I'd argue Alan Pardew should should be in in the conversation. Well, I mean, we're. But I mean, we're, I mean, we're flashing back to like 1970 in this game, like their heyday. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I, for I Chris do want to Le- ask you a question though, because. Um, Somebody reached out to me on Twitter about how I was the only one who ranked uh, Shank Tosun. Tosun. And yeah. what have you seen that's been so encouraging? Is my question. It's it's less that than the, the follow up was. The, the question was basically, do you think you, you don't think he's a bust? And my response was like, to tell. he's played two games, and like Big Sam still doesn't really. There are a lot of new players in this team. Like it's difficult to just like decide who's going to play right away. I mean, in fact, Big Sam said Davy Clausen might get like some playing time to see what they have there, which is kind of funny since he's been there for months, but um but Big Sam hasn't. But I mean, Big Sam's had him for 2 months. It's not like he joined yesterday. No, but anyway. Uh, but anyway, my, um I my, I ranked that one felt like more of a Mike Gottlieb Everton forward than Tosun, but like I would be perfectly fine playing too soon if he started against Crystal Palace. It's a matchup thing, right? Uh, yeah. First of all, what are you expecting for a guy who plays two goals for a big Sam-led club? Like, what, what, what kind of offensive output are you expecting? Oh, two games, so, yeah, exactly. In two games... Not for everybody's a... Theo Walcott. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Not everyone... That is 100% correct. Uh, but speaking of, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if I ranked the Walcott this week, but you know, I don't know what was more surprising last week that Everton scored one goal against Arsenal on the road, or that they gave up five. I think giving up five is more surprising. But I mean, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I wasn't expecting them to try on offense at all, and in fact, for a long time they weren't. Dominic Calvert Lewin was a concession yeah it, it was just a a big a, a big Troy Deeney to uh to uh to, to Peter Cech's clean sheet his 199th clean sheet he's still sitting on I believe Jeez. he hasn't had a clean sheet in a quarter season hmm. he got hurt too correct um, and he's on my he's on my Taga Premier League team and I picked up Loris Karius to back him up this week so hmm. well, yeah I, I I'm carrying two goalies in a Taga League that's how bad Peter Cech's been mm-hmm. why didn't you just drop check uh, he doesn't get clean sheets. What else is there? Well, because, well, he certainly doesn't get saves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, I, I still reserve hope that it's that Arsenal turn around defensively. Mm. It's weird coming from you and not me. Um, who's the best player in this game? <sighs> um, Wilfred Zaha, even with one knee, Wilfred Zaha. Is it possible that it's Theo Walcott? improbable but i mean it's improbable i mean I, I for me i'd rather especially if you're going to like a DraftKings format i'd rather have townsend um i'd also consider guilty secrets in a few starts as oh, well as a better option stop. um in taga perfect 11 you need to have somebody from every game and so this game oh i need to have someone from this game yeah I actually would consider Jordan Pickford as mm, a, poten- okay. a a good option in this one because it's ever t- it's Big Sam at home. Um you know, Crystal Palace will well, I mean Christian Benteke is not exactly a uh, well I mean he, recently he has been but he's not exactly been this season a, a sure finisher. Yep. Yep. Um that actually would be a kind of a fun wrinkle to perfect 11. Although you, I guess you'd have to yeah, just throw out goalkeeper. Um. <clears throat> well, yeah, you, you, your goalkeeper can match, but none of your outfield players can match. Right. Right. Uh, I, th- I think I might pick Walcott, and I think Balassi well, would be second. 
Yeah, watch him not play. I don't know how he doesn't play. <laughs> no, he has to. No, you're right. I um, mean, given his injury history, it's very clear how he would not play. But um, I don't know. I like him. Yeah, what's funny is Adam Ola Lookman, who they got rid of, is doing really well. Where's the Germany, right? Leipzig? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Eh. Not, he's not doing as well as Michi Batshuayi, but he's no. doing well. No. So, so many mistakes consecutively by Chelsea. Okay. Batshuayi uh, was go... never going to do what he did at Dortmund for Chelsea. The only problem is he has. Anyway, uh, we have... Uh, did he, do it? He, did, he did it against a worse team than he played against when he uh, with Dortmund. That's true. 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 Okay. Like you Let's said, move... FA Cup doesn't matter. Correct. Okay. Uh, Stoke are at home taking on a Brighton side. I like Stoke. Yeah. I like Stoke yeah, in this you one. Do. And in a perfect 11, if you're going to, uh, in a perfect 11 situation, you know, I think, I mean, have you put up, have you seen Ryan Shawcross's numbers in, in Togger He's recently? A beast. He's a beast. <laughs> like, I actually was... wrote up Ryan Shawcross for FanDuel two weeks ago based on some potential clearances. And uh, he had like 14 of them and he was one of the highest scoring Taga players that week. Because uh, they had a clean sheet as well, but yeah, he's he's been great. Yeah, uh, and Kurt Zuma has been okay as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Peters coming back on the left hand side has been good for them. <laughs> they actually have a fullback playing, and that new uh, that new defender who I can't I I can't Mort's pronounce Bauer. his last name still. Mort's yeah, Jack thank Bauer. you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know I, they they might they might have something there. And yeah. Brighton uh, Brighton on the road uh, don't put up a lot of goals. I, I mentioned that earlier. Uh, I think last week or two weeks ago. Uh, let me see here. Brighton on the road have scored a total of six goals Ooh. all year. Yeah, I can't tell if teams have figured Brighton out or Brighton are just Brighton in February after they're in their first Premier League season. You know, like, well, this is just Chris what H- happens. Chris Hutton, even in his time at Norwich, he would set up defensively first. Like, we've seen this from him before. Mm-hmm. They have, like, decent attackers. <laughs> I th- uh they have like one decent they attacker. They have very everyone, good and everyone championship else, and, attackers. Yes, they have guests. They have a lot of Dwight Gales. Sure. <laughs> Solomon Rondones, if you will. This new guy, Jurgen Locadia, Locadia, I don't know how you pronounce it. I think he could be good for them. It's just a matter of how long it takes him to adjust. I mean, good for them means like four goals for the rest of the season, but that's pretty good. I don't know if you're getting that many out of anybody else. Not named Glenn Murray, and Murray might get five. Okay, yeah. We don't have a lot of games left. We do. We should probably get to them. Um, oh, I just meant the season. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, you're right. We should move on from this one as well. Yeah, I would, there's not I would much here. Play everybody I had from Stoke, and I probably wouldn't hesitate for the Brighton guys either. Even though I, I would. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm all in on Stoke this okay. week. Okay. All right. Peter Crouch. I, I, if he starts, yeah. No, I'm saying, do you think he starts? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I don't think he starts. But if he does, I'm all in. Yeah, I would definitely okay. take. I would definitely take him. He would be a very cheap option in a daily scenario as well. I would. I mean, it's a risky one because he has be. to yeah. score. He is appropriately low priced. Well, that's that's not necessarily true because aerial duels are are aerial duels counted on no, on nobody uh, counts DraftKings? on Kaga. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. So yeah, no, other than that, yeah, it's, it's a very a risk, random but, stat. I mean, it's it's actually a predictable stat. It's just kind of one that's strangely... It felt like it was just picked out of the air for me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm all in on Stoke, all out on Brighton. Okay. Brighton on the road, I'm never going to be in. Okay, I get it. Until they, until they prove me wrong. Okay, let's go on here. We have another offensive juggernaut of Swansea facing another offensive juggernaut of Burnley. Good God. Um, Swansea been great. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I mean... Uh, fine they've been great burnley have been i mean burnley my god burnley taking burnley love playing the top six yes they do they should only play them yeah they really should mm-hmm. I, I wish i wish i had a top six table like i discussed last <laughs> week i think burnley burnley may have the best output against the top six all season except for city, wise, outside yeah. of city yeah out, no outside of city probably it's, oh i don't it's, know it's, yeah, I, mean, I mean i think against just the records against the current top six, I think that Burnley would be in the top six of that league. Right. You would think that they would be in top six of a six-team league, yes. No, 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 no. 
If if you only counted the games against yes. the current I, top I, I, six, I got you. Now. Yeah, it just sounded yeah. like you said. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yep, fine. <laughs> He's sixth in a, top, in a sixteen league. Thank you. Okay. Uh, no, but from this game, Jordan Ayew. Yeah, Pulled I'm that on right the train. Out of my list. I'm on the train. <laughs> what can I say? You know what? You know what? Hold on. Which format? Depends which format. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Johan Berg Goodmanson's been great. Uh, he's been pretty good since Brady's gone down. He's been really good. Yes, and he has a higher floor than Ayew does uh, in a Taga scenario. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. He doesn't do a whole lot other than cross and score <laughs> other than, the random other than, other than create chances, cross, and he score. And that, I guess he does create a decent number. He does. It's Since not Brady's that many, been down. but it's a decent number. You're right. Let's go. Hold on. Hold on. I, ha- I have something for this. Uh, so Jordan Ayu, uh, he has a season average of 7.38 points. And Berg... Goodmanson. Oh, season. I mean, come on. This is fine. All right, fine. We're just well, cherry picking stats. Well, um, now. Oh, that's, season average for Burke Goodman since nine point six. They've been relevant. Both of them have been relevant for the for the like the same amount of time. Um, I I Jordan see where I, you're, I know where you're going with this. And then the last three weeks has been. I mean, last for time. I mean, I, I don't have the. I, I can't I, actually. I can pull them both up season, but just game by game log for both. And that's going to take me a little longer, but. I'm looking at it right now since I can do that on Rotowire very easily. Um, it's just, I mean, they, they play very different roles. So obviously the the output's going to be different. So while Berg Goodmanson is creating a lot of chances, I use winning tackles and um, yeah, drawing they, they, fouls. And, look, I, th- I think you're choosing among two good options from the lower end teams. Yep. Like, I don't I think, think you're going to go wrong with either one of them. Sure. Yeah, I don't think you're going to go wrong with either one of them, but... You know, in a Taga format, I might sway towards uh, Berg Goodmanson, but in a FPL format, there's no, there's no debating it. It's Jordan Ayu. Yeah, I would take Ayu in, in Taga for this game. Yeah, well, with the way Swansea are playing and the way Burnley have been awful recently. Yeah, well, and the way my teams have been free falling in, right. in that I've lost yeah, you two need games a little in Jordan a row. Ayu. Yeah. Oh, I traded Jordan Ayu. <laughs> I had I had I had a lot of Jordan Ayu. I've traded him in almost every location now except for one. But I, I basically, I, I put Jordan Ayu in a package to get Alvaro Morata, and, oh, right. and Morata hasn't played since. Right. <laughs> so it's been a. It, that was a quantity I, for quality, and, and yet your quality has been unused. Yeah, correct. I've had unused quality. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And I'm, hey, look, I'm in talks. I'm in talks. The one place that I still have Jordan Ayu, I'm in talks to be getting, in getting rid of him uh, soon. Okay. Getting rid of is too strong. I, I, I'm paying a hefty price for a player that I want. Okay. Okay, we'll talk about that hopefully next week because I'm really hoping to wrap that up. Anyway, uh, in this game, there's two players I think that you should only play atten- pay attention to. Um, is uh, Stephen Ward? Uh, what's the latest on Stephen Ward though? He's not playing. That is succinct. Okay, we can move on then. We have uh, the Stephen last Ward game. is your is the guy that you're worried about in this game. It's not worried about, but it, I think he's someone who makes a difference for Burnley. I mean, they, they, I mean, defensively, he's he, he he's a player that who played well defensively and also actually got forward for them too. Uh, I mean, if you talk when we were talking about Burnley, you know, never like uh, you know, we, I ranked Stephen Ward almost every week when you know back in the beginning of the season, but it's you know he since he's gone down, the the Burnley defense hasn't. For 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 multi, for a couple of reasons, they've played better opponents for one, and secondly, they, they just haven't been the same. Well, okay. he wasn't the only one that went down. They also, you know, Matthew, Matthew Lowton went down, but then Phil Barsley's been good enough in his absence. Uh, but Tarkowski also went down too. So I mean, there, there's been other factors too. But yep, yep. All right, but we need to move on. We have a lot of show left to do in a short amount of time. We have Manchester City at home against Leicester. Uh, I've, I, I, until someone, well, Burnley did prove me wrong, but especially, you know, outside of the the rare hiccup, you know, Manchester City, I'm not. Especially coming off of a non-win, I'm still going to choose them to smash whoever they play. Yep. I'm not wavering. I agree. Uh, is it going to be Bernardo Silva? Yep. Is it going to be, uh, well... It, Bernardo Silva, it, probably Gundogan. Yeah. Um, David Silva is still fighting to get healthy. Uh, yeah. He has an abdominal problem. but And you know, you kind of don't know with the back line. I mean, you kind of assume Kyle Walker... Well, Walker, well, Stones you know. returned. Stones returned, and so did... Um, uh, the, the the young guy, not Zinchenko, but for, 
like it's like foe something. Foden, Phil Foden. Yes, Foden. Foden. He doesn't yes. really play. Yeah, he's not. That, they won't. But, but yeah, I'm, saying, I'm just saying both of them returned. Oh sure. Um, yeah. So I think you kind of assume Otamendi starts, but because I don't see them playing Laporte and Stones, but they could. Like it's it's a tough one for FPL that. It's really Kyle Walker is the only one you know will play. Yeah. My $5 bid in EFSA for Americ Laporte didn't work. What do you go for? I think 40-something. Oh. Hmm. But it, I mean, it was a bargain compared to Obama Yang's like 175. That is a lot. <laughs> and I think Lucas Moore went for 125. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love how everybody Murata. was just so nuts when I bought Pogba for 125, and now I, like, I wasn't nuts about. I, I wasn't nuts. I didn't criticize that's you. That's right. For that. You're right. You and I were the only ones. Yeah. Mostly because <laughs> like, you and I in, were the only ones with the money. It, well, in a 20 team league, who are you going to get? <laughs> like, you, like what? Like you're not going to get a super team. Everyone's got the same amount of money to start. So you know, if you have a player that you think you can bank on every single day of the week, I mean, I got lucky in that. You know, I had the most money, and thirty-five dollars was enough to win Kevin De Bruyne when he came in in mid-year. And I, I've been keeping him at that price. I'm going to keep him at that price forever. I'm not going to move him ever. Um, the frustrating thing about you getting De Bruyne, what was it, thirty-five? Thirty-five. Is that I specifically like the, the rumors of De Bruyne coming back were there when I went out of my way to buy Pedro. Yep. Like I paid like fifty for Pedro, and yep. I was like, I'm good. This De Bruyne kid, like whatever. I don't have Pedro anymore. And I didn't want De Bruyne. No, you didn't. <laughs> I I bid on him so that no one else could get him. And then what, what do you know? He's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It's funny the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But for Leicester, Jamie Vardy cannot stop scoring. Uh, Riyad Mahrez, uh, rumored to be back in training as of this morning. Uh, woke up to that news at like 530 in the morning. Um, for his Man I, City um, tryout. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's really good. That's why you're writer of the year. Uh, Manchester City, uh, like I said, it's it's pretty much everybody that starts you'd be, feel comfortable playing. Um, Jamie Vardy, to me, is the only option I'd be comfortable playing for Leicester. I, I, other than that, even Harry Maguire, I wouldn't be comfortable. I agree. And I love Harry Maguire. Yep, I agree. This year. I'm not the original lover of Harry Maguire, but I love that's Leicester's okay. version. Okay. I love Leicester's version of Harry Maguire. Fair enough. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. U.S. Bank has credit cards that make every day rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. And get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. And you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases from those categories. So don't just get a credit card. Get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cash back, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. All right, let's get to Sunday, which also does not have very many good games in it. In fact, it has zero good games. Uh, we have uh, Huddersfield taking on Burnmouth. Oh, God. Uh, well, Burnmouth have been playing very well recently. Jordan Ibe cannot stop assisting players. Uh, Callum Wilson's been playing well. Uh, basically, now that they have their healthy midfield, um, and basically pretty much everyone's healthy, um, you know, it's starting to look good. Yeah, the only kind of weird thing is that, uh, and I forget who, might have been Benji Wade, made the comment that uh, Callum Wilson and, or I'm sorry, Josh King and Junior Stanislas don't play together much, which um, happened again last week. Like, they don't, they just don't, get on the field at the same time. I don't know if it's because they're too um, weak defensively together, but like they have some very good attacking players. And you mentioned them, Ive King, uh, Ivan Wilson, and then King and Stanislas, I feel like is a very solid front four, but uh, they don't seem to want to use it quite like that. So it'll be interesting to see how they line up. Yeah, it's it's going to be... Um, yeah, it, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be like hanging on my... Like, 
hanging on the edge of my seat for like Burnmouth's starting lineup. But I, I think in this team. matchup, yeah, I mean, I think in this, how we always thought Eddie Howe wanted to play. Yeah, and I mean, this is the time to play Huddersfield. I mean, it doesn't get much worse in their last five games. Would you right. like to guess their goal differential in the last five games? Minus 10. Minus 13. One goal scored, Ooh. 14 against. Okay. This is the time, and they've lost all five of those games, by the way. Um, and, I mean, Huddersfield, ugh, just, ugh. And it hasn't been, like, the best of the best of, you know, they've played Liverpool, and they think they've played Manchester United in the last five. But the other three are like Stoke, West Ham, and Leicester. Like, not the world's best. Not good, Mike. Huddersfield, yeah, Huddersfield, not good. We can move on then to uh, a game that will be a bare-bottom spanking of uh, Rafa Benitez's Newcastle side taking on Jose Mourinho's Manchester United at St. James's Park. Uh, good God. Uh, Manchester United, uh, Alexi Sanchez got off uh, the schneid for Manchester United. Um, it was kind of late, you know, it wasn't, Alexis Sanchez still doesn't look comfortable in Manchester United, but give it time. Uh, this is a good game for Romelu Lukaku, in my opinion. Um, I would feel comfortable starting Antonio Valencia as one of the top options in this game as well, considering I believe in FPL, I think he, um, I think they're going to have a tough time with him just in general. Uh, and Newcastle, just nobody, absolutely no one. Uh, I agree. I literally have nothing to add. Like the, there's, well, I mean, nothing that makes me think that Newcastle will be able to contain Manchester United. Even though we don't see Manchester United as like high scoring club, just because we hate Jose Mourinho at Manchester United so much. But I mean, where where are you getting the optimism that like yeah the uh, John Joe Shelby Mo Diame midfield and even if they stack it with Isaac Hayden, like I we're I just don't see I, the only thing to note is like Matt Ritchie's done. Like Matt Ritchie has been uh, either not playing or not playing well. Uh, and I, as someone who owns a lot of shares of Matt Ritchie, it's disappointing. Yeah. They, I don't know. I wonder if it's either a, an injury or he's just fatigued, but like he really, I mean, he's only started um, once in the last three and they were kind of resting him a little bit in the, around Christmas too. So I, I don't know what's going on with Matt Ritchie, but he looks pretty terrible. And it seems that if you needed any sort of Newcastle exposure, you're going right to Kennedy. Yeah. Or Christian Atsu, if you want to get real desperate. <laughs> yes, that is desperate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you want any Newcastle exposure. But, I mean, Anthony Martial, if he starts, I'd feel comfortable. Uh, I don't know where Marcus Rashford went. Um, he went behind <laughs> Lukaku and Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just odd. It's just odd. Uh, I mean, Martial now, played better than him, so well, I mean, two guys for one spot. That's just what happens. Yeah, I mean, I'd feel comfortable if Juan Mata starts for sure. Just pretty much any Manchester United option. Uh, copy and paste uh, analysis. Uh, road team in this game is Liverpool. Home team is Southampton. I'll take all the Liverpool guys. All Virgil Van Dyke revenge game. Yep. Oh, Actually, yeah. there's probably like seven guys here. Uh, Lalana revenge game, although I think he's out. <laughs> um, there's got to be more. Well, maybe not. Um, Danny Ings? <laughs> was he at Southampton at one point? No, it was yeah, Burnley. Burnley, yeah. Uh, I have no reason to think that Southampton... Oh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Did he go there before Arsenal? Yes. That's before my time. There you go. All right. Nice. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was a youth academy. He wasn't like... Yeah. He grew up with the club, you mean. Sure. Um, do you think Liverpool scores more than Manchester United? Yeah. Sure. Yes, I'll say yes. Only because the of hesitation style of because Because I think Southampton are better defensively than Correct. Newcastle. Correct. That's the reason why, but I just think the style of play is more conducive. Right, right. Um, yeah, but Liverpool also have a habit of playing down to their opponents too. Sometimes, yep, yep. Now you didn't ask me about goal differential, just who would score more goals. I mean, this can, you famously said last week that Southampton and West Brom would have would, if there was one game that would not be like three three, it would be that one. And you were close. I mean, yeah, it was close. It was three yeah, two. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
<sighs> so it wasn't three three. Miss on that one. <laughs> it's okay. Show me it's the one better, person it, who said it would be three three though. Yeah. Or 3-2 and <laughs> don't flail in all directions. I'll hand like over that. my trophy to them. <laughs> you don't need to flail in all those directions. <laughs> just to just just. I'd rather. I, I, was I would much You're rather right. take big swings and miss big. You're right. I miss big. I mean, that. that wasn't even a big swing. It just happened. No. To yeah. Miss. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I guess I'll note, although. I believe Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain has zero starts since I yep. said he would be a better fantasy yep. option than Sadio Mane. Correct. Um, who had an assist two games ago. Um, I mean, you have no choice. You're entrenched. You're right. I will stay there. You, you have you have to stay there because <laughs> yeah, you have no choice. It's it's been too it's been too soon. No, I think no. no if he doesn't start this one, are you going to start to change your mind? I, I hate to say like when they play, he'll be a bit, but like I I do think. Um, he'll get his spot back. Like it just seems like they. Well, didn't you say? I mean, yeah. I mean, who are they playing? There, they're playing uh, Henderson, Chan, and Milner. Milner. Oof. Right. Yeah. You can't keep that up. Ugh. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot of older white guys. <laughs> well, Chan's going to be in Italy next year anyway. It doesn't matter. Right. Okay, let's go on to the Monday game. Can you do the analysis? I'll do the emotional part for Chelsea. Sure. I just don't know. Yeah. I just I can't do the analysis of what I of of what I what should happen. Uh, well, I think the difficulty is is that we we still don't know how they are going to line up. Um, from from my perspective, this team is better when Hazard is up front and Fabregas is on the field, and for some reason Antonio Conte hasn't done that like I the only reason I say this is I wrote it up either last week or two weeks ago that like Hazard plays pretty well or is a pretty good fantasy performer uh, when he plays in this false nine but most of the games that he plays well Fabregas is on the field because Fabregas is able to basically figure out how to deliver in the ball where he needs it and they continue to start Hazard up front even though they brought Olivier Giroud in um, all while Murata is out I don't think Murata starts even if he's past fit. We're kind of taping this. I don't know if Conte has spoken yet or we don't know yet. But even if Murata passes fit. I'm, su- I'm, su- I'm surprised he's still at the club to speak. I mean, they changing anything now, doesn't that like, and you're, you're going to say staying does this. But I feel like a, a big change now really jeopardizes a top four spot. I, I think this I'm team is good enough side. to like, get like, per, like. It, it it bucks the trend from Abramovich, right? He's quick. He's quick with the hook, um, and you know, the, the, you know, there have been plenty of rumors of Luis Enrique being the guy, and he's available. Um, so if if that's the guy they would get in the off season, why not put him in now? Uh, it would, would be the prevailing logic there that I, that you hear from the people who want to replace Conte. Um, I think that you should ride it out because if you change stuff now, you know, you like you said, you don't know what the results are going to be. You could have a long adjustment period in a time where you can't have that. Right. Um, right. I mean, you, the other argument there is, well, well, the new manager bump will like help them. But like, you never know if that's going to happen. But yeah, it, 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 there's too much pressure for a new manager bump. Anyway, um, it, the problem that I see is. And, and, you know, not knowing the man, obviously, and not knowing anything more than what's been reported, it just sounds like he doesn't want to be at Chelsea. And, you know, that's infectious, if that's true. Do you think it's—I like, mean, the, literally the exact same thing happened with Mourinho. Like, do you think this is more of a Chelsea problem than it is these two guys? Well, it's the same group of players that you're starting to hear about, uh, except for Diego Costa, who's not there— but the same thing happened when the Euros were coming up, right? Like, it was two years ago when the Euros were coming up. And there are a couple of players who were definitely more focused on trying to get right for their national team. Um, the same theory kind of applies this year coming around. It also could just be that the last couple of managers, they're just exhausting personalities. Uh, that they demand so much and they're high intensity all the time. And these players need a break. So it's like time they for don't Carlo Ancelotti now? I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know what it's time for. Uh, uh, to be honest, uh, I, I, I'm I'm so frustrated with the fact that they've completely reverted back to how they play against when they were at the last days of Mourinho, which was give the ball to Hazard, hope he does something amazing. 
Um, it, and, and of course he did. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's just kind of very strange to me that they really don't ever have a backup plan for when their striker goes down other than Hazard going in. And so, although I, again, I think that there is a way to make Hazard work there. It's just, but all of those things don't affect Timo Bakayoko, Timoe Bakayoko, giving the ball away religiously in the midfield and then fouling two guys within five minutes of each other to get an, to get a red card. He wholeheartedly deserved. Yeah. Well, at least you now will get the midfield that you want. Like, you prefer Conte and Fabregas next to each other, and that's it. So you'll get that now. Uh, well, I have a funny feeling we're going to get... We're going to get... Uh, because Willian's out, potentially, No, he's as back. Well. He's back. A... He played last week. Well, and he only played 20 minutes because he had to go off yeah, the Yeah, you card. know, but he... But he, but he, but he yeah, well, no, he was also limping. He was. Like, he yeah. didn't He didn't look right. You um, think it's Bebe Aqua time? Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. They're going to do that midfield three thing. And they're going to do three five two. Oh, my God, they're going to they're going to do three five two for drink water, Conte and Fabregas yep. in the midfield, and then have like whoever up front. Like maybe it's Hazard and Giroud. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. As somebody who always liked Olivier Giroud, I'd like to see him play. Yeah, I I would like. I, I I was asking for him to play alongside of Hazard and Willian last week. Didn't happen. And when he came in, by the way, they looked better going forward. Yeah, I just they don't had think someone who to... was in the middle as an aerial threat. Like, yeah, I don't know how much we can really learn from last week, given the red card. No, yeah, given the fact they were playing with ten guys right. and they were down all the, the entire, entire game. game yeah, it's much. not like they yeah. it wasn't an 89th minute red card. No, 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 they deserve to lose that game. Right, and if now they're playing against a David Moyes West Brom side. No, no, no. And no. when you Alan, look at when you look Pardew. at oh, sorry, 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 sorry. you mixed your retreads. They're all the they're all the same, um, but but yeah for for Alan Pardew's West Brom side like Salomon Rondon's been playing well yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. Pain, it pains me to say it. Um, Jay Rodriguez I think scored a goal recently. Surge Matt looks Phillips good. has Matt, yeah yeah no, Matt sort Phillips of. has played. <laughs> um, it's just uh, just yeah. I mean it, they should blow them out. Daniel Sturridge revenge game, but yeah. <laughs> Um, twice removed. Twice removed. Yeah. Um, it's an Alex Oxley Chamberlain revenge game style. Uh, I I hate to say this, uh, but they like they should win, but who knows? There was a um. Well, for, here's here's what I'll say for FPL. Are you comfortable with anyone not named Eden Hazard? Uh, he's the only one I have this weekend. I actually have him though. Like I no, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, Mar- Marcus Alonso appeared to have gotten just rested. Uh, yeah, for, but I mean, Zappacosta played for him last week. Yep. You know, I can't, you can't, you can't trust the defense in general for FPL, and Marcus Alonso is the only one you can trust to get any kind of offensive output. Um, at, in the midfield, you have no idea who's playing, and even if you're, I mean, I say any game format now because this is a, an isolated game on Monday. You're not going to have much flexibility in terms of your roster options yeah. unless you have two Chelsea roster options. I mean, not, not named Hazard, I'd be very uncomfortable trying to put them in a starting lineup. Um, I still think that home against West Brom is a good enough opportunity where I would play them. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if you have a guy who's definitely going to start on Saturday or Sunday, and then you have a guy like Willian who may or may not start on Monday, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, that's a... I, I would probably like, chance it with Willian. Yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 but it's getting to the point where you're re- you really have to hesitate. Yes. Yep, I agree. And that that the whole team has been just flaccid. Yep, that's the only way I can put it. I, I think that's an appropriate representation of that that team right now. Yeah, they're they're completely deflated, and it, so am I. What can I? I, I you know I haven't I haven't had my. My my usual glee and giddiness mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that it, 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 they they they've taken it from me. I'm sorry, Mike. And I'm watching and I'm watching the not top tens right now on Sports Center, and <laughs> I thought it was uh, a Chelsea not top ten, but it would turn out to just be Raheem Sterling. I just laughed a little mm-hmm. bit. But anyway, uh, yeah, for Chelsea and West Brom, I mean, it should be a two nil victory for Chelsea at least at home. Uh, I, Maybe a little more workman-like than you'd like to feel. 
Uh, I'd like to say that it's going to be more like a 3-0, 3-1 affair, maybe a consolation goal for Solomon Rondon to piss me off. Uh, basically <laughs> everyone. I was actually just waiting for the Marvin Ziegler goal last mm. week. I was really just waiting for it. I'm like, Dwight Gale. Uh, like Dwight Gale scored against Chelsea. Uh, all the people I don't like have scored against Chelsea, so I was just waiting for that. Uh, Marko Anatovic, just anyway. Uh, but yeah, no. I, 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 Solomon Rondon scoring against Chelsea in a West Brom win. Um, technology may get broken. Can't wait. All right. Well, well, we'll we'll see if my computer makes it for next week's episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We'll end it on that note. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and we will talk to you next uh, in a couple of weeks because I think there's an FA Cup break in there or uh, some kind of break in there, right? Yes, I believe we're off yeah. next weekend for FA Cup. Yes, we are off next weekend. The next games are on the 24th of February, so we'll talk to you most likely on the 23rd of February. Catch us there. Uh, you can also catch Jordan and Andrew on the daily uh, on the daily uh, podcast. Uh, lots of good information there as well. Congratulations again to Andrew, the FSWA Soccer Writer of the Year. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.